Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, where I kindly ask you to ignore the title of this video and just go with the charade and the shtick I'm going to do where I pretend Stephen Colbert didn't completely give himself a big fucking L the other day, or yesterday at this point, but <laughs> just roll with the act. All right, guys, this is going to be funny. Stephen Colbert came out on his show the other night and absolutely decimated my Republican gubernatorial candidate for Michigan governor. Now, this show is no stranger to having gubernatorial guests on the show. Shout out to Evan Space. Uh, actually, I should reach out to him. It's been a minute. Uh, but shout out to Evan Space. He's come on this show. Real cool dude. Veteran. Always appreciate that. But you know what? It's a good thing he. It's a good thing that he didn't quite get to the primary, so he could have just. So he didn't have to deal with the savagery, the the, the sheer velocity, unrelenting, just just direct, blunt, brutal one hit KO given by Stephen Cringebert. I mean Colbert. Just look at this headline from always reliable, never biased Huffington uh, Huffing, Huff Post. I mean, come on, can't you tell? Look, Stephen Colbert trolls GOP candidate with raunchy makeovers for classic books. Because I can't, can you believe this? Tudor Dixon made up some, some, some story about a Muslim dad who had a problem with the reading material in public schools. She said that this alleged-to-exist Muslim father named Othman, by the way, said that there's borderline pornographic material in books in kids' schools. Colbert said that's a lie. That's not real. You know, if Colbert has the audacity to go out and say that it's not real, then it's not real. We can always trust Stephen Colbert, completely not paid off pharmaceutical shill who's in the pocket of the deep state government. Totally not at all. A completely trustworthy man of the people, Stephen Colbert. Now, with such ludicrous claims as raunchy reading material in public schools, Stephen Colbert did what all comedians need to do in times of such turmoil. Absolutely roast the very idea. We have a couple articles to get to. Let's start with this one. Stephen Colbert trolls GOP candidate with raunchy makeovers for classic books. <laughs> classic Colbert. The Late Show host looks into Tudor Dixon's claim that some children's books are pornographic. In fact, that's right. It's her claims. She totally is not quoting a real person who voices grievances, and I totally do not have video of that interaction at all. Colbert is saving us from these crazy GOPs. Oh my god, my head broke a fucking wall. From October 7th by Ed Mazza. Stephen Colbert spotted some alarming news in Michigan where a Republican candidate for governor, Tudor Dixon, by the way, I have this co-worker, he tried to be funny, he said the dumbest shit, he goes, <laughs> hey, hey, two doors, Dixon, <laughs> I just stared at him, and then I cracked a joke, I'm like, that's pretty funny, it's still not as punny as, uh, as Gretchen Bitchmer, or, uh, Witchin Bitchmore. And then he got mad at me for insulting Gretchen Whitmer. Dude, I worked at a restaurant where she came in, and she told the waitstaff to call her Gretch or Big Gretch. First off, I've never had a woman tell me to call her anything big before. 
That's usually the opposite of what women want to be called. So I'm going to ask or put forth some alleged Big Mike-esque thing with uh, Mr. Whitmer. I mean, uh, Mrs. Gretchen uh, uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Because I've never had a, a, a real woman would never ask a man to call her anything big. Red flag right there. But no, she, she seriously told the waitstaff, call me Big Gretch. Call me Gretch. It's like, bitch, I'll call you the fucking Grinch. Yeah, I'm happy not working at any restaurants in Ann Arbor. I fucking hate Ann Arbor and Lansing. But I love my state. So, Stephen Colbert spotted some. I already read that part. Uh, <clears throat> Governor Tudor Dixon is making book bans a central part of her campaign. I mean, she's not. It only came up somewhat recently. Uh, school choice and parents' choice in schooling and parental rights in schooling has been her bag. The books thing has been more of a touch-and-go topic. It's only really re- recently entered the fray. And I love it because the mainstream media is the ones who are pushing this into the main... Ah, oh, fuck, I broke the character. Oh, well. But the mainstream media are the ones who's pushing this into the spotlight, and this is where you lose parents we're seeing for the first time in this country this white suburban house mom who almost always vote democrat coming out in droves in gop supporting numbers we have never fucking seen before i'm just saying so please by all means rub the books in people's faces and tell them it's not real because these parents go and they like to double check and be all snide and shitty and let me tell you there is no one who likes to be snider and shittier than some uppity suburbanite karen mom who has nothing better to do than cash in on some poor sap's fucking alimony check while she drains her new husband dry while he drops off her two kids from a different relationship at soccer practice on Tuesday. Shout out if you get the pink guy reference. Now, that woman has nothing better to do than to make other conservative moms with the Trump Pence sign in the yard look stupid. So when they go typing away to find something and they're like oh what's in this book they open it it's like the what's that book where the little white kid has a oh hold on hold on not my idea that's the name of the book uh right is that the right book let me double check Yep. Alright. Nope, that is the right book. Now, my idea uh, by Anastasia Higabottom, featuring a demonic-looking figure that offers whiteness contracts. The contract grants stolen land and riches to anyone who signs it, but it will mess, uh, it will mess endlessly with the lives of loved ones and all people of color. Yeah, and they show a little kid in this book, a little white kid dressed as the devil. Whiteness is a bad deal. It always was. Dude, we can see your pointy tail. Yeah, uh, I hate to tell you, this shit's actually in schools, dog. And that's right up here. That's Daily Mail. That's left-leaning, bro. Check Newsmax. Check Ground News. Daily Mail is left-leaning, my friends. Hate to tell it to you. Oh, got ahead of myself there. Now, 
Uh, Dixon has issued... Let's see. Stephen Colbert spotted some alarming. I read that part. Dixon has issued overblown claims about certain books calling them pornographic and even stating that some school library books were describing to children... Yeah, no, they are. There are books with the markings on them for and up, which on the very cover depict what's supposed to be young male young male children engaging in adult activities. Um, these books do exist. I mean, look at what happened in Loudoun County. Look at what happened in Loudoun County. Or you can just look at my channel. I did a deep dive uh, the whole time for like about two and a half months. I was every day cranking out a Loudoun County video from the little girl who got attacked in the bathrooms by the male student who was dressed as a female student who ended up being transferred from two other schools, who had committed a similar assault on two other female students at different schools. And the school system knew about him, just kept transferring him around from school to school and holding him back. So he was actually older than a lot of students. It's a whole fucking mess. Look into what happened in Loudoun County. It is a shit show. And the whole reason Glenn Youngkin won is mostly because of Loudoun County getting out there. And Virginia was like, what? And that's what's going to happen here. It's happening now. Muslims in Michigan. So here's the funny thing, right? I've traveled all across this wonderful country, and I love it so much. And I've met many walks of Muslims and Sikh, and they are universally very conservative people, except for when you get to Michigan, where for some reason that gear switches into a very hard left-leaning way. And I, and I think a lot with the older crowd that can vote left who are Muslim, they don't realize what they're voting for. Um, because Muslim, most religions are very, are fairly conservative by nature. Uh, very few more than Muslim Sikhs. I can get why a Sikh might go left. It surprises me because uh, there's a Sikh. Uh, it's called there's a Groma. I can't pronounce it right. But the place of worship for Sikhs near here. Not only do they hand out their books of worship for free, they also hand out pocket-sized constitutions. No, for real. They have whole signs up that talk about how they love America. They love the Constitution. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, man, I love these people. By the way, uh, look into it. Uh, once a month, typically, uh, Sikhs will hold pot potlucks at their places of worship. That food is fucking awesome. I don't care which one you go to. Just show up, be respectful, observe the customs, and enjoy that great potluck food. Sikhs are awesome people. I love them. Now... Dude, seriously, Sikhs are my are my favorite group of religious people. I'm Lutheran, and I like them more than most Lutherans. So, completely off topic. Anyway, uh, I would pull up pictures like what I did with this one here, but to confirm certain things about these books, the, yeah, there's not a platform that's going to let me get away with showing what these books are depicting. And if they did let me get away with showing it, I don't know if I would respect them. Odyssey will probably let me get away with it, but I don't post on Odyssey. I don't I don't I don't get Odyssey. But that's beside the point. And even stating that some school library books were describing to children how to have sex. Quote, she's right. We looked it up. Kohlberg said with a straight face as with as straight a face as possible. I love the snide smugness. And there are a lot of classic children books that are teaching kids about doing it. Then he gave several classic children books an X-rated makeover in his Wednesday night monologue. Ugh, he destroyed them. Ugh, got him. Man says it's disrespectful, Cur uh, Colbert jokes he doesn't exist. Uh, what? 
Stephen Kohlberg doubted existence of man Tudor Dixon cited in debate, but he's real. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Well, well, here we are, folks. Yes, by doing zero fucking research for his monologue, this motherfucker took nothing besides mainstream talking points and regurgitated them to his crowd of echo chamber mask-wearing, mask-abating sycophants who live in their own deluded bubble of news cycle where they are like yeast in a tightly sealed bottle eating themselves to death on their own fucking refuse. Let me ask you a question. How many liberals does it take to screw in a light bulb? I'll wait. You ready for the answer? It's fucking none. Because the left is perpetually in the fucking dark. That is the place of them. And you know, I'm so fucking grateful. Because I'm at this weird age, right? I'm the very first of Gen X. You know who I grew up watching? You know who was my late night talk show host? It went from Jay Leno to Craig Ferguson. And you will not find a funnier fucking late night talk show host of the last 25 years than Craig Ferguson. I already liked him on Spin City because he's watching a lot of old TV with my grandma. So I watch a lot of Spin City reruns. And Craig Ferguson has always been funny. And he's always been very based and pilled, mind you. Motherfucker's got a join or die tattoo. And he fucking means that shit. There's no reason they got rid of him and gave the show to James Corden, which, oh man, the show with James Corden. I really don't care enough to talk about it. It's completely irrelevant to world politics. He's just some woke fat fuck getting his fucking up, come up and so riddance, I guess. But they forced Craig Ferguson out and scrapped Jeff the Robot. So if you watched the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, yeah, Jeff the Robot built by the guy from the Asian dude from Mythbusters who's dead now. Yeah, the studio just scrapped Jeff. Like, he's just disassembled, melted down, and he's probably this aluminum can I'm drinking Arizona out of. And Craig Ferguson, he's just doing his own thing now. I'm waiting for him to join the Daily Wire or some shit. But they forced Craig Ferguson out because he was too based, and they got James Corden in. And the Late Late Show has just devolved into some poor man's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is a poor man's version of Jimmy Fallon from seven years ago. I'm just saying. But, all right. Let's hop into the story, shall we? There wasn't very many articles to actually choose from on either side, so News Nation uh, will take us with a clip with, um, you know, everybody's favorite, uh, the Chris Cuomo Project. That's right, folks. We get our, get our news from the CCP. Uh, man says it's disrespectful. Stephen Colbert joked he wasn't real. Michigan Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon said in a debate that a man approached her and said he was switching from Democrat Party to the Republican Party. Comedian Stephen Colbert took what Dixon said and cracked a joke about the man not being real. Former Michigan Democratic House candidate Killian Othman claims to be the man in Dixon. We have the video. It literally is the man in Dixon's in, in Tudor Dixon's story. I don't know sign on here about Tudor Dixon. I don't know a single person who voted for her, and I was super sketchy about her. I'm still on the fence about her, but you got two things, and I totally respect people not wanting to vote if they don't trust the GOP candidate. Please, by all means, even if they're on your party, if you don't support them or trust them or they give you bad feelings, don't just vote because they're on your side. You can totally just not vote for that office. You don't have to feel bad for not voting. In fact, I think this would be a better country if more people didn't vote. So, if you know, for me, there's a chance I might not vote for Tudor Dixon. But everything I'm seeing from her, I'm actually starting to like her. The only thing to find that I don't like about Tudor Dixon is specifically one thing. I have talked to 
guesstimation here between 100 and 120 different GOP voters. Um, in my neighborhood, abroad, and none of them voted Tudor. They voted for the pastor, uh, Rebrandt, Rebrandt, and they voted for Ryan Kelly. I have yet to meet a single person who told me they voted for Tudor Dixon. In fact, most people routinely tell me they never heard of Tudor Dixon until the week before or the days after the primary election happened where you know we voted for down ballot for our candidate. So that's just an interesting thing. It's been a thing stuck in my craw. There's some, you know, th there's some questions about financing. I have to look into it. But from everything I'm seeing, I feel like Tudor Dixon's probably a, fa a fairly safe GOP person to vote for. Either way, she didn't kill a bunch of people in nursing homes, so that's enough for me to be kind of confident in voting for her. So, again, as you can tell, I'm on the fence about her, but this whole thing right here almost makes me guaranteed to vote for her, All right? So far, I mean, like, again, I haven't seen anything I don't like about her so far, but it's just, it's interesting that I don't, haven't met anybody who told me they voted for her. If you're in Michigan and you voted for Tudor Dixon, please let me know in the comments. And if possible, also tell me where you first came uh, to be aware of her as a candidate. Now let's hop over here. Stephen Colbert doubted existence of man Tudor Dixon cited in debate. He's real, but he's real. Detroit Free Press published a refutation of the comments by late show host Stephen Colbert, who had accused Republican... Ooh, the, the Freep is a left source. I know people who work for the Freep. They are not GOP by any means. <laughs> and that's kind of interesting. Though I wonder if the network itself is right-leaning. We'll find out. Nope. I see it right here. It's... Is that center? Hold on. Okay. So this is center, so that's left. So that's going to be the 13%, I imagine, on the left. Alright, Detroit Free Press public of refutation of the comments by late-night show host Stephen Colbert, who had accused Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon of inventing a story about a Democrat voter who changed his party affiliation to GOP due to his frustrations about pornographic material in libraries. Now, I'm going to say this right now, Tudor Dixon... Dixon needs to sue she needs to sue this right democrats who are watching Stephen colbert are going to believe colbert and that's going to actually end up possibly hurting tudor dixon so tudor dixon can actually prove and argue just on very simple basic grounds damages and sue for defamation and she needs to it may not help her win the election but what it will do is shine a big fucking light into these mainstream puppets who will repeat and dance for whoever is pulling their strings behind the curtains at these big studios. Now, on some Kanye level, I don't care. I'll leave that up to your discretion. I'm just saying there is inarguably some sort of big behind-the-scenes effort to control and shift the narrative. I'm going to lean towards Department of Homeland Security and the NSA pulling the strings. But people have their other speculations. Now, we have a couple clips here to watch right here. We're at the Detroit Free Press with an article by... Uh, Naraj Waraku. Alright. Here's a clip of the man talking to Tudor Dixon at her event. 
Headline is Stephen Colbert doubted existence of man. Tudor Dixon cited in debate, but he's real. Published at 2.32 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, November 2nd, 2022. Updated uh, yesterday at 10.21. Ooh, what was the original version? Because the whole breaking story of, oh, this guy actually existed, it only came to light about 2 p.m. yesterday. So, homie, I'm so fucking curious what the update here was. But we'll find out. So let's watch this clip real quick, shall we? This is so funny that I told a story a few weeks ago. We had a rally, and someone from the Dearborn community showed up. And he told a story about the books that he found in the schools here. And he said, I'm a Democrat. I've been a Democrat my whole life. In fact, I've run for office as a Democrat. And he said, I'm so passionate about my politics, but there's nothing I'm more passionate about than my kids. He said, at the end of the day, my kids are always And he said, I went to the Democrat elected officials because he'd been running. And he said, I said, this stuff is not okay. And they said, you're being race, a racist and a bigot. And he was shocked. Can you believe this? So I told this story, and Stephen Colbert picks it up. <laughs> and they make this whole skit out of it, and they play it on the air, and they make this whole skit about how this is, this never happened. That's what he said. This story never happened. That's where the Democrats are right now. You don't exist. Your stories are not important. They refuse to believe that we are actually going across the state and listening. And so I want you to know that I realize that there are not necessarily Republicans or Democrats in this room, but I am listening to you. I want to listen to you. I want to take your concerns to Lansing, and I hope that you can trust me and that I can earn your vote. <laughs> There's somebody I know in the crowd. That's funny. Hold on. That's someone I actually know fairly well in my video now. Alright. Oh, what is this? Is this the... Oh, I don't know or care. And uh, you're right. It's usually inflicted on you by a dad or, who's a little too touchy or a Catholic priest. That's usually who gives your kids the LGBTQ uh, bug to begin with. Again, I don't really care what you do LGBTQ community-wise. Just keep the fucking kids out of it, and uh, we have no problems with each other. I will say, uh, forgive me for playing devil advocate here a little bit, I don't know if Stephen Colbert was saying, your stories don't matter. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you to him, your stories don't matter. He doesn't give a fuck. And the reason we say he doesn't give a fuck is I just don't think he did research. I think he was shown a series of clips, told to make a gag about it, and he did. This is the same guy that danced around with Moderna needles behind him, saying get the jab, all right? I, I don't think he does any research. I don't think he actually looks into anything. He gets his script. He has his hired studio of writers behind him, and that's what it is. I don't know if it's as malicious as Tudor Dixon's making it to be, but that doesn't change the fact that it is absolutely a malicious attack. And if he was less biased, he most definitely would have done some sort of research before he just ran his 
aging, decrepit fucking mouth. But here we are. Again, forgive me for playing devil's uh, advocate here. I just don't think Stephen Cober is that evil. He's not funny. He's a shill for the mainstream uh, media machine. And the new, the military, what's it called? The, uh, what's it, what, what does Luke Rakowski, we change, call it? Uh, he shills for the uh, prostitutes and their cam whores. Is that what it is? Prostitutes? Yeah. A Dearborn resident whose existence was doubted. That's a generous phrase. By comedian, air quotes, Stephen Colbert, during a monologue last week, has a message for the CBS late-night host, quote, I am real, and so is my switch, the Republican Party. P.F. Thanks for fucking driving home, Colbert. On the late show, Stephen Colbert said, a person described by Tudor Dixon during a debate last week with Governor Gretchen Whitmer must have been totally made up by the GOP nominee for governor. He has he was skeptical of her story that a Michigan man approached her complaining about an inappropriate book he found in a school library after failing to find him after failing to find help from Democrats saying sarcastically quote that happened but the man Kalal oh it's probably Othman Kalal Othman <laughs> ah. Again, I'm getting over this uh, little sickness I had the other day, so sometimes I'm, I'm just talking, and some of the th, the th and that name made my uh, nose do a backflip. Anyway, forgive me for any grossness here. Uh, let's see, where is it again? Michigan, appropriate that happened. But the man, Kalal Othman, told the free press he is an actual person, and he did attend the Dixon rally she refer- referred to. Now, I also want to point something out here. This man has run for office as a Democrat, and now she's switching to the Republican Party. So, you know what that tells you, right? It tells you that Dixon could have said, like, oh, this man who was a Dem- who was a registered Democrat is now running for office, or, or is now going to vote for me as a Republican. I got a Democrat candidate to switch parties. She didn't. She said, I had a voter come and tell me this. They told me they had these concerns about X, Y, and Z. And she raised that concern. Tudor Dixon did not go for the for the fucking gut punch of saying, "I have a Democrat former campaign, uh, former political candidate who ran as a Democrat, now going to vote for me as a Republican." She could have gone that whole way and rubbed in, "Hey, left, you lost this person." No, she said a voter came to me and said that he used to be a Democrat, and now he's going to he's going to switch Republican because of these alarming things in his schools. And he's saying he's not getting any help from the left about it. She went the complete humbled way about it. And to those who are not humbled, uh, they will be humbled. And to those who are humbled, they will be exonerated. That's not exactly how the quip goes, but something along those lines. Quote, to claim that I'm not here, I do not exist, I'm not human, that's absolute ignorance. Othman, 41 years old, a father of five, and former Dearborn City Council and State House candidate told the Free Press, quote, If this person did his due diligence and start researching, or his team do a little bit of research of who's the person who's attended the Dixon rally, they will have been able to find my name right away, easy on social media. Just Google it. Yeah, no, for real, just Google it. So, let's watch a little bit of a clip here. This is from the show. We're going to continue down this little path here. 
Dixon also criticized Colbert for doubting Othman's existence during a campaign stop Sunday in Dearborn that Othman attended. Quote, I told his story during the debate, Dixon said Sunday, of Othman to hundreds of hundreds in Dearborn. And Colbert picks it up. And they make this whole skit about it. About how this never happened. That what I said that... Sorry, let me start over. Quote, and Stephen Colbert picks it up, and they make this whole skit about how this never happened. That what he said, this story, never happened. That's where the Democrats are right now. And if Colbert just did his research, she wouldn't have that weapon ready to use against him. But this is a very valid point. You don't exist. Your stories are not important. It's hard to argue with it. Now let's watch this clip right here. And I, it is a, I'm going to crank up the speed a little bit. There we go. Uh, just so you know, when you get to the Tudor Dixon thing, Colbert isn't being taken out of context. I don't want to be accused of taking it out of context. Investigations involving the former president. I haven't followed them very carefully. I've been campaigning pretty aggressively. And they'll work themselves out. They'll work themselves out? He's a president being accused of treason, not a cat who swallowed some tinsel. Yes, but Trump isn't running for office in Philadelphia. Trump isn't running for office currently. They're trying to ask somebody running for the GOP about Trump instead of asking the person directly about their stances or views. But feel free to keep dancing obfuscating around that, Colbert. Lord knows you'll do anything to not be funny. And, little tail, trail, tail, there you go. Let me point out. He hasn't been watching, but he has an opinion anyway. That's like a coach saying, all right, everybody, gather up. Here's the play. Get the ball to Michaels, then Zag left. His left. No, your left. Doesn't. Homie literally said, I have been following it very closely. I'm sure it will work itself out. And he goes, you haven't been watching, but you have an opinion. That's not an opinion. That is like more milquetoast fencer than Tim Pool in 2016. I've never looked at the field before. I've been busy. What's pigskin? It doesn't come with dip. Also, which one of you is Michaels? Don't answer. I want to be surprised. Hope for the best on three. Yahtzee. Now. What is he doing? What is he actually doing? Like, is anyone laughing at this? It's like a... <coughs> it's like when you try to do a bad... Ro it's like when you try to do a Robin Williams impression of how he just goes off the trail and starts, like, improvising all these characters and you start trying to, like, do what he's doing. You do it really badly. That's exactly what this Karen right Look, This is totally a Karen face right here. <laughs> That's what Colbert's doing. He just really went, doo -doo -doo -doo, my left, no, your left. <laughs> Bro, you do realize being a fucking spaz isn't funny. This isn't Reddit, dog. Let me point out, he hasn't been watching, but he has an opinion anyway. That's like a coach saying, all right, everybody, gather up. Here's the play. Get the ball to Michaels, then Zag left, his left. No, your left, doesn't matter. I've never looked at the field before. I've been busy. What's pigskin? It doesn't come with dip. Also, which one of you is Michaels? Don't answer. I want to be surprised. Hope for the best on three. Yahtzee. Ah. Yesterday, there was also a debate night for Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Okay, so now that I've just played that whole bit without interrupting, is it funny? Did you laugh? Did you ha-ha, hee-hee, ho-ho? <coughs> I felt my soul slit its throat, but that's about it. Uh, I didn't see anything or hear anything funny there. And you can say, hey, James, what you just said there wasn't funny. That's okay. I'm not getting paid a bunch of money to be funny. 
and I'm not being funny. I'm just doing a fucking show. He's supposed to be funny. Oof. And her opponent, Kirkland brand Gretchen Whitmer, Tudor Dixon. Okay, yeah, that's kind of funny. Dixon is another anti-choice MAGA Republican. Well, it turns out that's very unpopular in Michigan, so... Anti... Anti-choice. Anti-choice. Interesting. I, I will give some credit here for not using the pro-life, pro-choice, because that is just a tribal thing, but... Uh, dog, you went with someone that one with the phrase is just as equally politically motivated. She's anti-choice. That's broad. Um, tell me something. If she's so anti-choice, what exactly was your stance again on the no jab, no job thing, you fucking idiot? You just said she's anti-choice. You were anti-people choosing not to get vaccinated, but when it comes to things like abortion rights, now you want to be my body, my choice. The stunning lack of consistency on the left is fucking mind-numbing. It's not impressive anymore. It's just numbing. Dixon is another anti-choice MAGA Republican. Well, it turns out that's very unpopular in Michigan, so she's focused her campaign on another issue entirely, and it came up again last night. I hate to tell you, none of those points are unpopular here. I see vote no on three signs <coughs> on all the fucking roads and highways around, around here, and it's not just around here. It's all over my, my county. On top of that, I see like next, I see more Trump signs up than I did leading to the 2020 election. And all the BLM signs are gone. There's like two houses that, that still have BLM signs up. And there's just these old doddering people who live there. I've been going door to door, handing out reading material, and it's like exactly who you expect to have these signs has them. It's some old cat owning woman. Like the exact person you'd assume to have it. I hate to tell you, man. Uh, pro-life and MAGA is pretty popular here in Michigan. I mean, Michigan literally went for Trump in 2016, bro. Like, hardcore. A lot of the union guys defected from the union. By the way, unpopular stance here, I think unions are just socialist garbage heaps for pussies who don't want to actually work. I don't support unions, but if you want to unionize and fuck over your boss, I'll support your right to do it. You have all the rights to do it. I'm just going to think you're a socialist pussy who could have just found a different job. But <laughs> all right. What I've heard from parents across the state is inappropriate content in school libraries. If you have material in your school that is something that you can't read to a child at a bus stop because you would be arrested because it is pornographic, then it should not be in our classrooms. Ah, yes. <laughs> Childhood. We all have happy memories of bedtime when you get in your PJs, grab a glass of water, head on down to the bus stop for a bedtime story from a drifter named Shambles. <laughs> He doesn't just do the voices, he hears them. And Tudor, sure, happy memories. Happy memories. Hmm. Hmm. Give me one second. Let's not even hop into the article fucking immediately. Let's just watch a video, right? Without reading any news outlet, any left-right story whatsoever. I know it says Charlotte Kirk in the corner, but this is just a clip. Just a clip. Watch the clip. Colbert is saying... This has never happened. This isn't a thing. Alright, if it's not a thing, why are there so many clips of parents getting their mics cut while they read passages from books that are supposed to be for kids? And when they get their mics cut, all the people behind the school board table go, that is wildly inappropriate. You can't read that here. And the parents say the same thing every time. If I can't read this here, then why can my kids read it in school? Valid fucking point. 
Take her out back, we boys figured, then hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not gonna lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s in the United States as verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn about anal sex in middle school. I have never had anal sex. I don't want to have anal sex. Uh, you didn't need to go that far with it, lady. You could have just started the reading material, but you know what? Because it's funny, she's going to go off the rails here, and we're going to have a good little chuckle. She's making valid points here, but uh, I just learned way too much about this woman, and suddenly I smell popcorn, so I'm a little horrified. No, seriously, why the fuck do I smell popcorn? I'm scared. Sex. I don't want my kids having anal sex. I want you to start... Focusing on education and not public Earth health. Stone, public you're health on. We have another clip right here from Christian Post. Again, I know it's called Christian Post. It's literally just a clip. <coughs> and the best part is, this is a masked up mom. This woman does not scream GOP to me, but you've lost her. Interesting. After seeing a September 9th school board meeting <coughs> in Texas on pornography in the schools, I decided to check the titles at my child's school, Fairfax High School. The books were available, and we line. checked them out. <laughs> Both of these books include pedophilia, Sex Between Men and Boys. Both books describe different acts. One book describes a... Watch the eyes of the people around her. Uh, you may have missed already. The lady in the pink here and this lady here are already shaking their heads and getting pissed. This guy, watch his expressions. I love this type of stuff. It's my favorite parts of these videos. Fourth grade boy performing oral sex on an adult male. The other book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy the illustrations include fellatio sex toys masturbation and violent nudity pedophilia here from the author maya kobabe quote i can't wait to have your cock in my mouth i am going to give you the blowjob of your life and then I want you inside me, end quote. From the author, Jonathan Evison. What if I told you I touched another guy's dick? What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old, but it's true. I sucked Doug Goebel's dick, the real estate guy, and he sucked mine too. This is not an oversight at Fairfax I'm High sorry. School.
Pornography is offensive um, to all Clark. people. It is offensive to common I don't care if it's in high school or not. That language does not belong in books in publicly funded high schools. I am also of the belief that, you know, public schools are just brainwashing national indoctrination centers funded by stolen gains taken away from taxpayers under threat of violence. Uh, because I, I say taxation is theft. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully going to go out here on a limb and say books with that language and subject matter do not belong in any schools. Now, sure, there's an argument for it to be in publicly funded libraries. Sure, whatever. Now, in schools, entirely fucking different. Decency. It is the reason why the speaker. MPAA... Is our next speaker is Alan. And they just shut her down. Damn. Yeah, and these clips are everywhere. This isn't an isolated thing. It is looking all for royalty over. free music. All well, there over was the a place. heavy police presence, right a lot of security guards, but no major or significant issues at this meetings meeting rather, even though tempers and emotions certainly flared. Tense moments and heated exchanges at Dearborn School Board meeting Thursday night as parents, residents, and community stakeholders sounded off on LGBTQ books in the district's library system. To the LGBT community, the majority of parents are not here to attack your right to exist in a free society. <laughs> criticism of age-inappropriate content is not criticism of the LGBT community. This was actually round two for the board, which suspended Monday's meeting over safety concerns. The massive turnout in the smaller space broke the fire code. Capacity was limited to about 600 people inside the Stout Middle School Auditorium. Look at this crowd. Look at this crowd. All sorts of people. And I'm going to, it's safe to assume not everybody in this room is Muslim, though I'm, I'm willing to say Muslim is the overwhelming majority of the, of the religions in this room. <coughs> Some people are masked up, indicating that they've already left. I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm going to take the firm stance here that if you're wearing a mask at this point, uh, you know, in the year 2022 going into 2023, if you're still wearing a fucking mask every day, that is not because you're scared of COVID. You're scared of being called a conservative, and I think you're a pussy behind uh, closed doors. Now, I love saying shit like that because it always causes issues in my personal life, and I just say I stand by it. And there's no further consequences for my actions other than just saying, look, I stand by it. Am I wrong? And it never comes back to me as being wrong. So, uh, yeah. My point being, this is a very diverse crowd. You have a series of different religions, faiths, political backgrounds, different uh, backgrounds of rearing and being raised themselves, different parents, everything. All in one room, angry at one thing. The public education system which is one facet of a much bigger system. And what I love is the system is now ran by a third generation, a third generation that didn't build it and didn't watch the first generation maintain it. 
This is the third generation of these weird globalist fucking idiots that want to burn and destroy everything and take everything away from you so they can go live on a yacht eating flaming yan, or if you're illiterate, fligden migdon on a yacht with caviar while you eat bugs in a pod and own nothing and they tell you you will be happy. We now have people like Pelosi who are two generations removed from the people who started all this shit. They didn't watch the people, they, didn't, they weren't there watching the people who build it run it. They watched the people who watched the people build it. They're after them. They don't even know the architects of the systems they run. And they're so fucking incompetent that they are crashing and burning everything around them and completely ousting themselves to the whole fucking world around them. And the only people who don't see it, I assure you, my fellow countrymen, are people in the echo chamber watching Stephen Cole fucking bear. They're the people not seeing it. They're the people trapped not knowing what's actually going on in the world. Sad, but fucking true. Again, how many liberals does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, because they are perpetually in the fucking dark. Those who could not get in filled overflow spaces. Almost everyone wanted to weigh in on the issue at hand. Banning LGBT voices isn't going to stop anyone from being gay. It would just make them miserable and alienate them. And the consequences might be fatal. You hear that accent? That's a gay guy in a crowd of Muslims. And he's angry at the system too. Schools is reviewing his library books, including This Book is Gay and All Boys Are Not Blue, after a parent complained about them, saying they were sexually explicit and inappropriate for kids. A normal, psychologically sound and stable mind would come to a conclusion that that specific material is nothing but sexually explicit. Those who disagree say this uproar is not about books at all. So let's stop pretending this is about protecting children from books. We all know this is about erasing our LGBTQ students instead. The pushback against the LGBTQ books has made unlikely bedfellows out of Muslims and some political conservatives. GOP candidates Christina Caramo and Matt DiPerno and Republican mom. Shout out as people who uh, I know both of those folks, very solid individuals. DiPerno's very cool and Caramo's very cool. Uh, met her at a Dexter GOP, uh, a little, little event tent they had at a festival out there a couple months back. Really cool people. Uh, uh, let's see if I can find the pictures. They she pretended to get arrested when the cops came by the booth, and they were mocking AOC because it was like a day or two after all that happened. Hilarious. I love a good, funny GOP. If the GOP candidate can crack jokes that are topical, you have my vote. <laughs> and again, I'm pretty sure that it's just... Like I said, I've traveled this country, pretty much been to every state, and the majority of the Muslims I've met are conservative. Like, way more conservative than the average Trump-supporting conservative in this country. Right? It's really when you get to places like Dearborn uh, and, and parts of Michigan, certain parts of Illinois, and other like blue states where you find these pockets of, of, of Muslims who are very Democrat, but conservative in their face. So I think it's a lot like the American. I think the American black is naturally conservative, too, because you got to remember, it was a conservative party that brought freedom to they are, to the black people who were enslaved here. And by the way, you notice I say this, I say enslaved. I don't call them slaves because they weren't slaves. A uh, slave is a, is a noun, a person, place, or a thing. And when you call somebody a slave, you're indicating that they are a possession, an item of property to be owned. Now, when you call them enslaved, you draw attention to two things. One, the fact that these people are being held against their will and forced to do work. And it's being done by someone who is enslaving them. 
it puts emphasis on the real situation at hand that these people are being forced to do work against their will. It doesn't matter if they are black or white. There was a lot of Irish slaves. There were a lot of white indentured servants at the time, too. This applies to them as well. And quit calling uh, slave owners slave owners. Call them slavers. That's what they are. They're slavers. It draws attention to exactly what they did. They are forcing people to do their work for them, and they are buying living human beings, sentient people who can argue for their freedom, were exchanged for monetary. Quit calling them slaves, and quit calling them slave owners. They are enslaved, and they are slavers. It's that simple. It's no more complicated than that. And Republican lawmaker Jim Rundstad and Matt Maddock were front and center at Thursday's meeting. Our community that many of us across the country is being inter inter sorry, divided by political players whose agenda revolves around anti-public school, anti-public school teachers, not what is best for students. This issue comes up in Dearborn, but it's the same issue we're seeing in Grand Rapids. We're seeing it in Kalamazoo. We're seeing it in Northern Michigan. We're seeing it everywhere where school boards think that they can ignore the rights of the parents uh, in terms of how their children are educated. Guys, the books in question are off the shelves as the district reviews them. It is also revamping its library book review process and is removing volumes that, quote, students are no longer using that are out of date or that are not age appropriate for that school level. Now, Dearborn Schools has also uh, made it a lot easier, is making it easier for parents to limit what books and materials their kids can have access to. Reporting live in Dearborn, I'm Randy Wimbley, and this is The Edge. Okay, so, again, as I was saying earlier, I believe... The default setting, or default political setting, for the average black person in America is conservative. And you only need to look back at a certain handful of politicians like Strong Thurmond, who would say things like, you know, get this, get this generation of black people voting for us, we'll have these black motherfuckers voting for us for generations to come. Quote, watch this. I'm sure we've all used this site at one point, you know, usually for school assignments or something, right? A to Z quotes, Lyndon B. Johnson. I tell you what's at the bottom of it. If you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pocket. Hell. Jesus. Hell. Give him somebody to look down on, he'll empty his pockets for you. What else did Lyndon B. Johnson say? I'll have those niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Ooh, wait, what? Oh, shit. Oh. Ooh. E. That's a rough one. But did he actually say it? So I'm going to go on a limb and say, yeah, he absolutely did say it, but it's Snopes. So Snopes going to be like, it's unproven. But we are going to put a bunch of blatant racist shit LG, L L B J here said. Now, LBJ was hung like a black man. Don't get me wrong. If you know, you know. Hey, look into just Google LBJ Jumbo. Don't click images. There are lots of images. This man gave full frontal noodle uh, press conferences from his toilet or his shower on a frequent basis. Did LBJ, did LBJ say, I'll have those niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years? President Lyndon B. Johnson supposedly made a crude, racist remark about his party's voter base. There's little evidence to back it up. Eee, unproven. Okay. Origin. A viral quote circulating since the 1990s 
attributes the following statement to Lyndon Baines Johnson, the 36th president of the United States. Quote, I'll have those niggers voting Democratic for 200 years. Quote, these Negroes, they're getting pretty uppity these days, and that's a problem for us. Since they've got something now they've never had before, the political pull to the political pull to back up their uppityness. Now we've got to do something about this. We've got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down. Not enough to make a difference. I'll have those niggers voting Democratic for the next 200 years. Even that's bad. Mind you what Joe Biden is on record saying about ethnic jungles referring to desegregated schools. If you ever wonder how old Biden is, he's that fucking old. It cited a variety of contexts as examples of Lyndon B. Johnson's opportunism as an example of his crassness, as an example of his racism and hypocrisy, and as an example of the racism and hypocrisy of the Democratic Party in general. We don't have a high degree of confidence that he actually said it. However, there is no question that LBJ, despite championing the Landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964, it was actually JFK's bill. He kind of just finalized the paperwork on it. He kind of just finished what JFK was already working on. But sure, give him the credit. Uh, Signing into law. He also sometimes... uh, He was also a sometimes racist and notorious vulgarian who rarely shied away from using the N-word in private. For example, he reportedly referred to Civil Rights Act of 1957 as the nigger bill. Oof, like nails on a chalkboard. Can't wait to have this clipped. In more than one private phone conversation with Senate colleagues, and he reportedly said upon uh, appointing African-American judge Thurgood Marshall, oh, good old Thurgood, to the Supreme Court, quote, son, when I appoint a nigger to the court, I want everyone to know he's a nigger. Jesus Christ, you really want me to believe this is not the man who said that shit, despite literally fucking, it always has been attributed to him for saying that. Again, I'll leave a link to this. They just keep quoting him saying the most racist shit imaginable. Imaginable. So, yeah, uh, I hate to tell you, it's not looking good for the Democrats. It's really not. This is rough. Dixon's not the only one worried about this issue. So is this guy she totally made up. I had a gentleman come up to me just a few nights ago, and he said, I found content in my school library describing how to have sex to my son. I went to the Democrats, and I said, I cannot believe that this is in there. Okay. (laughs) Fine. That happened. But even if it did, if someone found a book they didn't like in the school library, why would they go to the Democrats? That's like saying, excuse me, is this Chuck Schumer's office? I didn't like the finale of House of the Dragon. Also, this natural peanut butter is way too oily when it's in the cupboard, but it gets too hard when it's in the fridge. I'm voting Republican. Good day, sir. I said good day. (laughs) (laughs) Then for reasons all her own, Dixon continued. What these parents are talking about are not 
textbooks that will help children learn about themselves. These are books that are describing to children how to have sex. She's right. We looked it up, and there are a lot of classic children's books teaching kids about doing it. There's Where the Wild Things Bone. <laughs> if you give a mouse some nookie and green eggs and butt stuff. I'm not going to lie. Those three were actually pretty funny. I will give them it's funny. The thing that takes away from the joke, which makes it funnier for me, is the fact that it's all real, though. There's one. Oh! <laughs> oh! Would you, could you? Oh, God. Would you, could you, in a box? Now, there's one guy That's who I think used a little more sex education when he was younger. You see, down in Georgia, we're getting more damning news about Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker, seen here yelling, hit me with a gummy bear. <laughs> Walker... <laughs> Don't know. I need to look into it. I've heard some sketchy things about Herschel, Mark, Herschel Walker. I have to look into it myself. But I'm here about the Gret, uh, about the Gretchen and about this man who supposedly doesn't exist but totally does exist. Again, <coughs> this man is a potential political candidate. This story could hurt his credibility. Tudor, Oathman, sue for defamation. There is a case here. I assure you. It doesn't take a decrepit mind like Dershowitz to figure it out exactly. Dixon also criticized Cole. Uh-oh. No. Okay. I don't know what happened, but I don't like it. Dixon also criticized Colbert for doubting Othman's existence during a campaign stop Sunday in Dearborn that Othman attended. Quote, I told his story during the debate, Dixon said Sunday, of Othman to hundreds in Dearborn. And Stephen, and Stephen Colbert picks it up and makes this whole skit about how it never happened. That's what he said. This story never happened. That's where the Democrats are right now. You don't exist. Your stories are not important. But vote for me for the next 200 years. Ooft. Oofty, oofty, ooft. And we have the clip right here. On October 21st, Othman. Is it Othman? I believe it's Othman. If it's either or, my apologies. If I'm getting it right. Both times? Cool, if I'm getting it wrong both times? Ah, uh, I tried. <coughs> I, uh, I, I'm fluent in Angolo. Anything beyond that, I'm kind of fucked up. On October 21st, Othman attended a rally for Dixon in Flat Rock. Beautiful. I love Flat Rock. In Flat Rock, in which he declared, or sorry, declared to the crowd he's now a Republican, posting a video on Facebook of his remarks later that night, earlier this year, he had run for state representative as a Democrat in the primary that he lost. <laughs> Trump should run as a Democrat. That'd be really funny. I made the GOP great again, and now I'm going to run and make the DNC great again. And he's just like, I support impeaching myself. And the left's like, no! Fuck! We want him in office now forever! Oh, it'd be really funny. It's a Babylon B shit coming to life, but still. My name... Is Khalil Othman. I came all the way from Dearborn, Michigan. He said to loud applause. Quote, I'm here along with two parents. Concerned parents. Against these sexually explicit books. And this is him at the tour uh, rally. Thank you very much for coming here. My name is Khalil Othman. I came all the way from Dearborn, Michigan. Thank you for being a mother. 
I, I am along with hundreds, maybe thousands of people in Durban who are ready for the Red Tsunami. There's a clip. There's a clip Colbert could not find. Othman has been one of many people in Dearborn attending protests in recent weeks against several books in the libraries of Dearborn Public Schools. The school district has removed six books so far, several of them with LGBTQ themes. <coughs> Quote, I am proud. I am a proud Muslim American who expresses my values and concerns all the time, Othman said in Flat Rock. Dearborn has been voting Democrat, or has been voting Democrat blue for the last decade or two decades. But not anymore. On behalf of myself and my family, I guarantee you for sure that my family and my friends will vote Republican. In his Facebook post, Othman said he has been a loyal Democrat since immigrating almost 20 years ago from Yemen. And look, you know what? Bro, with what Obama had going on in Yemen, I don't know how you could be Democrat. That whole, all the commander raids in Yemen are Obama's fault exclusively because he wanted to stage a coup in Yemen. On top of that, I can get not liking Trump because Trump continued. He had the opportunity to end the war on Yemen. Trump full hog continued that, that shit. He went full send. But it was also because he had Bolton in his ear too. So I mean, I'll give him some grace on that one. But damn, I'm I'm I guess I'm just confused by by being a Democrat. Again, I would love to hear like someone sit down and talk to this guy for a long formed podcast. Like Hillsdale College would be awesome. Ooh, I would watch that. There you go, Hillsdale College. That's a great platform, actually. A few. Did I read this part? Uh Quote, never once did I ever vote Republican, he wrote. However, the situation with the sexually explicit material in the schools was for, was for me a bridge too far. <coughs> when it comes to my kids and my family, I will not budge. A few days later, during the October 25th debate between Dixon and Whitmer, Dixon described Othman's story. Ooh, Othman, you're totally invited onto my show. Just throwing it out there. I doubt he'll listen to this, but the invitation fully stands. I would love to just give you the microphone for a while. Don't have a huge reach or oop, don't have a huge reach or anything, but I'll open the platform for you. I think it'd be cool to hear the uh I always like walkaway stories, you know? 
Um, a few days later, during an October 25th debate between Dixon and Whitmer, Dixon described Othman's story. Dixon didn't say his name during the debate, but a spokesman for the campaign later confirmed to the Detroit Free Press that it was Othman. During the Sunday rally in Dearborn, Dixon said he was from Dearborn. Quote, I had a gentleman come up to me just a few nights ago, Dixon said during the debate, and he said, quote, I found content in my school library describing how to have sex to my son. I went to the Democrats and I said, I cannot believe this is in there. He said just a few weeks ago, not only was I a Democrat, but I was running for office as a Democrat. He said, because Democrats won't stand for our children and go back to basics. I'm leaving the Democrat Party. The next day, Colbert mocked Dixon as an anti-choice MAGA Republican, which he says is very unpopular. Now, the rest of this article will be in the description below. I want to hop over and show you one more video before I wrap this up. We're here at News Nation, which somehow has a center rating. I'm a little surprised to see that myself personally, but we are going to check out the Chris Cuomo Project. Or, uh, oh, I guess the show's just called Cuomo, but it was called the Chris Cuomo Project for a while, literally CCP. So we're just going to watch the interview <coughs> and wrap this up. This issue with the books came up, and thanks to the parents who exposed these sexually explicit books in our school, they were the first people and the, and the front line, and they received so many attacks, so many uh, harassments, uh, because they, they stood up and said, enough is enough. Then, uh, here we go, we fast forward the situation. We are uh, collective parents by thousands attending the school board meetings and saying, hey, these ex sexually explicit books has no place in our schools. And the whole democratic elected officials in our city, which is a great city, by the way. It is. Stayed in the sideline. Not only they stood in the sideline, they went there and actually start calling the parents who went there and protested and showed up to the meetings as bad faith actors, religious extremists. And somebody well, let's talk about actually... that for a second, because I give you the point. You win the point of Colbert did okay. the wrong thing because you do exist. And he was mocking you because it sounds like such a silly idea. OK, uh, it's not a silly idea. It's a serious idea. But I do want to take one. Is it a caption? on whether or not it's the right idea. A lot of those books, I don't understand the objection to the books. The book that you didn't like, uh, you believe was sexually subjective. It was about a father teaching his son about intercourse. And you don't like that. But are you worried about this slippery slope when it comes to tolerance? That right now you're expressing that there's certain ideas that you don't like, that you don't want your kids exposed to. Are you worried when you start picking which ideas are okay, that we become vulnerable to other people's interpretations of ideas. I mean, you understand better than I could ever uh, tell anybody what it can mean to be a Muslim man in America. We remember what happened in 2001. Are you afraid that talking this talk about these ideas are not okay? I don't want my kids exposed Ooh. to this. Ooh, did y'all see his face just a second ago? When Cuomo was asking all these questions, did you just see that or was it just it may me? Be turned he did a little, like, what the fuck did you just say to Against me? other Ooh. minorities in this country as it Something's may be coming. to the LGBTQ community. Get him. Get him, Othman. 
Well, thousands of people who attended the Durban Board of Education, they're not only Muslims. There is Christians, there is Jews, there is... It's, 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 it's concerned parents that uh, a collective of all faith and religion... I know, but Khalil, what I'm saying is a lot... I don't know who the people are specifically, Khalil? but in okay. looking at the politics of it, a lot of them are the same people who are agreeing with Islam hates us. Islam has a problem with us, which of course wasn't true and we had to go through a whole civic understanding and education. But that is the price of unbridled intolerance. Are you not at all concerned that when you say these ideas and these books are no good for my kids, they should be out, that you're opening a door to intolerance? Get them. Well, um, actually, I heard that that same notion, not only from from some people, but from well-known public figures in our city, that he said, if you let or allow or welcome the Republican Party, who are actually standing up for the parents today and the families in Dearborn, they hate you, they will deport you, and they will shut down your mosques. And for me, as a concerned parent, I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on the, the, the fact or the issue. I want these books, just like any other parents, uh, out of touch for my children. That's my main concern. I get it. But the question uh, is where it goes from I there. Cannot control, I cannot control. But I, I don't understand, I I don't understand that criticism the, you have of what they said the Republicans would do to you. I don't, I don't accept any of that. That's not my point. My point is just about what happens when we... I'm a white, middle-aged man who is offended for you, a brown man whose life experience I have not lived and do not understand. And I do not understand why you are not more upset about the thing that I think is upsetting you that is upsetting me. I'm Chris Cuomo, and I am no better than a six-year-old girl with a fucking Tumblr account and they, them, and their fucking bio. Jesus Christ. What a virtue-signaling cock-gobbler. Fucking hell, man. I do, I reject every, all the things that the Republicans said about Muslims, and I don't understand why you don't. <laughs> Bro, first of all, the Republican Party is not the Republican Party of George fucking Bush anymore. Get with the goddamn time, shill. Start to censor ideas. Right now, they're largely themes and. I'm sorry. Who has been banned and kicked off Twitter in droves lately? Who mainly was the people not getting vaccinated who were told they were going to lose their fucking job? Who does Biden keep coming out and calling a violent threat to the nation and keeps telling America to other? Uh, Biden's not othering Democrats, he's othering Republicans. You're complaining and crying about censorship, but Cuomo, you've complained about Elon Musk buying Twitter, not because Elon Musk has ties to, tine, has, has, has ties to China. You criticize him because he's bringing free speech back to a platform. Supposedly, I don't think he actually is, but I've been saying that for a minute. The Chinese connections weird me out. You can't work with China and act like you care about free speech. It's two don't go hand in hand. Man, I just, I hate Cuomo. Books that go to the LGBTQ community, which is a very fragile community. They're vulnerable. And a lot of those kids rely on books as a source of comfort for their own understanding of their identity. So we got to be careful about it. But I appreciate... Seek him out in a city library. Seek him out in a city library, not in a school. A school is not there to cater to your kid. A school is not there to feed your kid. A school is not there to clothe your kid. A school is not there to vaccinate your kid. A school is not there to provide 
abortions to your kid. A school is not there to provide hormone treatments or get your school or your kid taken to clinics. A school is there to teach your kid how to read and write and count. That's it. Not to cater to their worldviews, not to push a worldview, but the fact is schools do all the things I just said their jobs aren't to do. And that's why they need to be defunded. The one thing that one thing that sold me pretty hard on Tudor is the fact that she called out public schools as being indoctrination stations. That got me. Not many Republicans actually call that out. A lot of them say, we need to reform the schools. The schools, the public education is great. It's wonderful. The best ever. You just have these woke lunatics in it. But no, she said, look, it's been used to indoctrinate kids for a long time. She's right. And Democrats won't call it out at all unless it's a Republican in office. And mind you, that kind of stopped at the same time Bush brought in No Child Left Behind. Then Obama expanded it to uh, the Common Core shit. Nightmare fuel. But... Get your fucking books that cater to your worldview from a public library. Or, even better, get a job and buy the books yourself so you're not just renting them or taking them out of the library. You own them. Get away from the renter economy and into the owning shit economy. appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate but. you making the case. Oh, you can cut him off? He went, but, and he kept talking. I appreciate it, Khalil. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Cuomo pretty, uh, pretty obviously just talked over him. But that brings us to the end of what we're going to go through on this article here. Now, again, like what we saw in Virginia, when you get you, the Democrats with the shit in schools and act like it's not a real thing and gaslighting parents about it, they have single-handedly made an entire group of people a voter base to appeal to. And now the right can do it. Because the right is like, look, we like traditional Christian values. And people who have kids, well, even they didn't like the traditional Christian values, they like the safety that comes with the traditional Christian values. And that's what they're going to keep taking their kid to. And if the Republicans are the ones offering it to them, that's when they're going to go to. And, uh, bro, when you have stories like this, I remember this story getting passed around all over social media, and a lot of people on my timeline who are parents, who are on my timeline exclusively because they're married to a family member of mine, or they were, or they're a longtime family friend, a lot of them were voting left, and they're passing the story around like, is this what's going on, these reading times? Most of these parents already were not on board with the Drag Queen Story Hour, but then you get this motherfucker walking in, the rainbow dildo butt monkey. By the way, how bad was the costume? This man was walking around in front of kids. They can't even show it for the life of me. But as you can kind of get from some of these shapes here, you don't want to see it. But, yeah, it's unfortunately a thing. Parents are seeing these headlines, and it's shaking them the fuck awake. Also have headlines like this. Again, I don't really have a problem with the trans or the drag community. I don't give a fuck. My issue is, why is there such an effort to have it with kids? And I know there's not all people who are in the trans community. Blair White is against this. There's uh, gays against the groomers, so on and so forth. You also have trans against... Uh, what's it? I can't remember the name of it. It's a trans group that advocates for keeping that lifestyle away from kids. Now, yes, it, these people do exist. 
there's nothing wrong with telling kids, yes, there are people who don't fit neatly into box A or box B. That's fine. Kids are not adept to understanding anything deeper than that. Well, yes, the world's usually red or blue, but sometimes you have purple. That's it. That's all the kid needs to know for a while. And he's like, oh, they're purple people. I'm a blue person. That's a red person. That's a purple person. Got it. A couple years down the road, you know, maybe they come across adults who watch a couple of episodes of Family Guy or South Park and they figure out what's really going on a little bit quicker. But points aside, kids don't need the in-depth uh, detail and explanation, nor do they need to be going to drag shows, nor do they need drag queen story hour in schools. And it doesn't help that a bunch of people who do the drag queen story hour end up getting arrested because it's not just this attorney. It's not just the judge for it. There's been attorneys who work for for this organization who got arrested. Co-founders have been arrested for it. Massive donors have been arrested. And it usually boils down to child pornography and child uh, child pornography uh, material exchanging charges. Distribution charges. Again, my problem isn't with the gay community or the LGBTQ community. It's with the parts of these groups that want to bring this shit around kids. It's creepy. Stop it. But that kind of brings me to the end of this episode. I have another episode to get to. I got to be at work at 9. It is 3... It's before 3.30. So, I want to wrap this episode up, get it up, and upload it. This episode should be live, hopefully at 10 a.m. Come back at 1 p.m. for another episode. There will be uh, archive episodes going up uh, every other hour on this channel. Uh, as well as Rumble and BitChute. Please like, follow, and share wherever you may be viewing this content. Please help me grow so I can get the messages out as soon as possible because I like nothing more than debunking these mainstream media narratives or as Joe Biden calls me, an anti-government propagandist. And I fill that role proudly. That being said, I'll catch you guys later. Deuce. Oh, shout out. Um, Wholesome book reading. Uh, I, I have it here somewhere. There is a book called Davy Panda. Yeah, I'll pull it up real quick. Yeah, I turned the AC on. I got a little hot in here. I have a very old uh, Apple desktop. It overheats when I have a lot of stuff going on. And I got video just got done rendering back here. And got some other stuff processing in the background. So my computer was getting a little warm. Now, I met this author at the Michigan State Fair uh, last summer. If you're look, if you're a parent and you're looking for a good wholesome book series that's made and printed completely independently, written and and, and made and distributed by one woman, her name is uh, I have it right up here, uh, Myra G. Love. We were talking. Uh, we started talking because I have just I I I actually have dyslexia. I'm. Believe it or not, I'm way worse at reading when I'm not recording. Uh, and even then, there's lots of it gets cut out because I, I fumble through a lot of my words. Now, she had some educational setbacks like I did when I was growing up. She has her own story that's worth checking out and looking into. And these books, again, the money goes into one woman's pocket. And she takes and gives these books out at schools. It's a great book series, and she does a lot of charity work. She goes out, she spreads the words of God, hands out free Bibles. I have a little, uh, I have a book of Psalms here she gave me for free. I'll leave a link to her store right here. Let's see, is there a, uh, I can't really find a better, uh, let's see.
I, I know I said I was wrapping up this video, but if you're already here, you're here. So this is the woman who who came up with the whole Davy Panda book series. Again, she's a Michigan-based author. She's sort of the school system. She's doing her own thing now. They told her she wouldn't be the author that she wanted to be, and now she is the author she wanted to be. She told the school system, I'm going to be what I need to be, and she became that person. So it's worth maybe checking around, and if you have a kid in your life who might have dyslexia or other learning issues, I know me as a kid would have appreciated having a book like Davy Panda. Hello, my Reggie Love here. <laughs> Okay, the Lord wanted me to tell you something, and here we go. You can get through. You can get through the hard times. You can get through the dark times, the sad times, the lonely times, the difficult times. If we redirect our mind. How do we redirect our mind? I'm so glad you asked. Isaiah 23.3 That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Keep your mind focused on all the things the Lord brought you out of, all the things he delivered you from. Uh, uh, Bill, I was in a homeless shelter. He brought me through that. I didn't think I can get through it. Here I am telling you that you will get through. If you're lonely, Matthew 1, 23 says... The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Deuteronomy 31.6 Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Whatever you're going through, he is going through it with you. He loves you and he wants the best for you. 1 Samuel 12, 22. For the sake of his great name, the Lord would not reject his people because the Lord was pleased to make you his own. The Lord was pleased to make you his own. If you're worried about something, 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Did you lose a loved one? Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalms 30. 30 Verse 5, for his anger is but a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Ever thought about asking the Lord for peace? He'll give it to you. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mine. Through Jesus Christ. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
I do not, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When people bring you any kind of drama or someone's being messy, 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So I'm going with that. God is not the author of confusion. I'm, I'm here to try to have a good day. Okay, we got Romans 15, 3. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you are encouraged. Keep your mind focused on him. Um, you have a very blessed and wonderful rest of your day and week. Love you. Bye. Okay. The first link in the description below will not be a link to the new, to the first news article we write. It will be a link to this store where you can watch her videos. And if you wanted to, you can donate or buy a book from her. She didn't ask me to do this or anything. Just I was it was on it was on top of mind. You could say. With the uh, topic of the day's episode. So that being said, now this is the end end of this episode. I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, come back at one for another new episode of Inside Four Walls. Uh, the audio exclusive version of this will be up at 9 a.m. on Spotify. Or sorry, will be up at 8 a.m. on Spotify. The video version will be up at 10 on Spotify. The next one will be audio up at 11, and the video version of the 11 o'clock upload will be uploaded at 1. That being said, stay tuned for the rest of the day for archived episodes going live. I'll probably record once I get out of work today. That being said, deuce, guys.